Welcome to Riding Tandem, a podcast about building businesses, leadership, and creating positive impact for our communities. I'm your host, Vivian Kavam, and I invite you to ride tandem with me as I have candid conversations with inspiring business owners, leaders, and experts who are building on their dreams and creating impact. Get ready to be encouraged and learn practical tactics to help us build successful businesses, become incredible leaders, and have positive ripple effects. Let's go. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Writing Tandem. And this week, Michaela is joining me again, my work partner and friend as well. So welcome back to the podcast today. Thank you. Yeah. Excited to be here. <laughs> I always feel strange welcoming you on the podcast because it's like your podcast too, but that's it is just how it works. <laughs> you're like, hey, thanks. Hey, thanks for being here. Yeah. And because you are, you do own this podcast too. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm excited because I'm always excited whenever we jump on here because we get to have really fun conversations. And this particular topic has been coming up quite a bit, actually. I think something, some device was listening somewhere, and all of these reels have been popping up for me about ADHD. It's probably because you sit close to me, and I have a lot of reels that come through. That could be, because there are some things like that where you start sharing through your devices other people's. Uh, topics, I guess. And, you know, my sister actually has wondered if she has ADHD. And so that's been a conversation a little bit, one of my sisters. And then it's it's funny how this happens. I guess maybe you just start to notice it everywhere. But then in a couple of conversations with clients, this has come up recently where they've said, I wonder if I have ADHD or I know I do. And so we'll talk about some like systems or just the ways that it makes their brains super unique and they can come up with ideas in really interesting ways, but also how sometimes they can feel frustrated with it too. And I was like, man, Michaela and I, you and I have this conversation a lot. So I thought today it would be a great opportunity just to talk about ADHD and what that's like because you have it. Yes. Can you have it? Is that what you say? you have ADHD or I live with ADHD or do you know how do you describe that I usually say I have it I have ADHD well it was interesting I was reading an article in preparation for this and because all these reels have been coming up and in reading it one of the takeaways I had was just about business owners and entrepreneurs and we tend to be known as like risk takers and more divergent thinkers people who do kind of ping from thing to thing. And when I think of ADHD, I kind of think of like pinging, going from here to here to here. And that's really indicative of an entrepreneur when you think about them, that they are seizing the moment and they're looking for opportunities and that. On the flip side of that, a lot of the tips out there in that almost try to put entrepreneurs into this structured box of like, if you want to be successful, you need this great morning routine. If you want to be successful, you got to use these planners. If you want to be successful, it's like, it's so counterintuitive to the makeup of what a lot of people think of as an entrepreneur. And so I was just curious to know, what is it like for you and your brain? Can you describe your experience with ADHD? I often tell people I wish that I would have been diagnosed younger, mm. like as a kid. Because if you would have opened up my backpack, it was just a bunch of ruffled papers stuck in there. And somehow I managed to get really good grades and oftentimes did my homework on the school bus. On the way there, I'd be like, uh, I got to do this. So I would knock that out quick. I guess I didn't realize that my brain was different. I just thought I was a hot mess. Mm. Like I just need to be better at organizing. I need to be better at time management. I didn't realize there was a big difference. Yeah. I always had teachers tell me, oh, you're so creative. You're so this, that. And I was just like, okay, whatever. What does that feel like, I guess? It sounds frustrating to me. But like I knew that I was like creative in a sense, but I didn't really, I guess I didn't harness it until later on. 
in life. So you were formally diagnosed at some point? Mm-hmm. In probably 2015. Okay. It's like, don't date yourself too much. You can give us an age range if you want, but around what age were you? Or were you still in school? And No, I was late 20s, early 30s. Okay. So really not that long ago. What made you decide to get the diagnosis or did it just kind of pop up? Uh, no, I had a friend that was like, you have ADHD. Her two sons have it. And she was like, focus, listen, talk to me. Stop. Like, we're not following what you're saying. So she was kind of the first person that's like, this doesn't have to be hard. And she's like, this stuff shouldn't be hard for you. Like, it should be easy. And she would just continually point things out that could be easier or didn't have to be running from A to B like I was. Mm -hmm. So that was helpful. Okay, so run me through like a typical thought process that you have maybe getting ready in the morning. What, what does that look like for you? Oh, I'm stopped by anything. So if I'm walking from the bathroom to the other bathroom or to the kitchen, if I see, oh, that plant looks like it needs watered, I might stop and water the plant, even though I should not be watering plants in the morning getting ready. Mm-hmm. I could be half-dressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, sometimes I can notice it too. Like if I start really pinging back and forth, I could be like, oh, okay, I need to stop, slow down. Either it's time to take, because I take medicine in the morning and then halfway usually through the day. So I can sometimes feel like, oh, okay, I haven't, I haven't stopped. I need to stop. Yeah. So we talked about that some, and you said, you know, you were willing to share. Yeah. Because people do ask, do you, you know, do you take medication for? I do. And it's been a game changer. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is how other people's brains somewhat work. Mm. And it doesn't, like the medicine isn't a, doesn't fix, not fix, I shouldn't say fix. It doesn't make everything easier. Like you still have to, it's a tool, basically. You still have to have other tools like a calendar and system set up because it's not going to make everything easier. Mm-hmm. So you're hitting on something I think is really important, and and I don't even know. I, I've definitely caught myself in this cycle of you said you know fix, and then you caught yourself. Yeah. But I this is really common for people who have ADHD to feel like something is wrong or broken or needs fixed or that they are incapable. Or you had also mentioned like it should, and that always is like a triggering word, right? Should yeah. it should be easier, and it could be like this. H- how have you thought through and coped with those things of you're not broken? This is how you're wired. And that's a really beautiful tool as well. Yeah, I think leaning into what I am good at, like I might always be late to stuff, but lean into the, okay, but when I do show up, I'm going to really solve this problem for you or leaning into the good things of kind of skipping ahead here. It's all right. It's all good. Leaning into those things. Was there ever a time where you felt like it was something to be fixed and then that changed? I think before I really realized that my brain is different, then I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I, this is hard or like using a calendar is hard. I, maybe I should just go work somewhere in a cubicle and people just tell me what to do all day. <laughs> I just check boxes, which I would lose my mind, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. What has it been like then taking it from your personal, you were just saying about like career choices, right? You chose to be a business owner, which we were saying earlier, you have so many qualities of that because your brain does fire so fast and you can think of things. I mean, I love to watch you work because someone will say something, say in like a roadmap, a communications roadmap session that we do. And you just immediately, like I can turn and look at you and I can see the gears turning. And then all of a sudden you're like, and this and this and this and this and this. And it's hard sometimes to keep up, like to capture it all. So I love that you take your own notes too, (laughs) because I wouldn't be able to keep up on the whiteboard. But I think it's really cool. So I'm just curious then how, how does it work being a business owner when 
it's an asset, but you've also said there's a frustration there. I think it helps that you're very system oriented and very more by the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, where I'm like, rules are meant to be broken. Let's go break these. Yeah. Um, I'm like making rules <laughs> to <and> follow. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm a little more impulsive and less spur of the moment kind of things. Um, what was the question again? Do you like That's being, yeah, I guess maybe it's like, so do you like being a business owner? Do you feel like it actually enhances the fact that you have ADHD and it like uses that in a really great way? Or do you find it frustrating because there are so many things that say you should be following these rules and you should be using these calendars? I think if I was doing it alone, it'd be frustrating. Mm. But I get to lean into what I'm good at. Yeah. And I think that's helpful. And I get bored easily. So like being able to have a change of pace or if I'm really like in the zone at home working, I can stay home and work. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to call them and be like, hey, can I work from home today? No, I'm working from home today. So that's helpful. And to be able to like bend those rules. But then I also need the rules, which is where like you come in to say, nope, we got to get this done. Mm-hmm. Like finish that, then go down your rabbit hole of whatever <laughs> you want to do. So I love that uh, you have just thought about this a lot. And we talk a lot about being self-aware. And we've talked about that with a lot of guests on here too. So in the spirit of that, you actually have put together a blog with 10, 12, I think now. Well, it could change a little bit. We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) You're not done yet, so don't pigeonhole yet. Fair enough. With a number of tips for people who have ADHD that you have found useful. And I want to go over just five of those today. Which was really hard. (laughs) To narrow down to five. It is hard. And if you decide to change something halfway through, we'll be flexible. It's fine. Okay. That was was hard for her. Especially in the spirit of the conversation. I know. I'm like, we have five. I have them in order. (laughs) So... The first one that you talk about is find systems and burn them into your soul. Yes, burn them literally into your soul. And what I mean by that is figure out something that works for you and then do it over and over and over and don't try and implement all of this at once. Don't get the calendar and all of the things Mm. out the gate because that's never going to work. Well, it didn't for me. So it's kind of a one thing at a time. The spirit of side a little at a time. Yeah. So... I think a really good example of that is when my daughter first started going to daycare, I can't tell you how many times I had to turn around and go back for something I had forgotten, mm-hmm. formula, or if she needed more wipes or extra clothes. So I would literally get to daycare and be like, Ugh, I have to turn around and go back home. So now I've just kind of made it to as soon as I get home, if I know that after I pick her up, if I know whatever she needs, I put it in that bag and it's by the door. Like literally would have to trip over it to forget things. Mm. And now there's a bag that captures all of the stuff. And so just like continually doing that and doing it and doing it until it's a habit. And now I don't forget things for daycare. The, yeah. day, the day that they send home and say one of the girls needs wipes goes right in. Nice. I think they still warn me like six days ahead because they know I used to always forget. Yeah. And But my sister's kids go there, so like just steal from their cousin. <laughs> That's good. I like that you made it physical too. You said like basically you put the bag by the door in such a way you'd have to trip over it to get out the door. Yeah, because that's it's all visual for me. I have to see it. Otherwise, out of sight, out of mind. Mm. It's even too like where now I keep backup, some of the backup stuff in my car. So that way they need wipes. Oh, I have an extra one in my car. Here you go. Right. I love that. Yeah. And you know, that's interesting. You say out of sight, out of mind. I feel like for me, I don't have ADHD or if it's a spectrum thing, I'd be very low on it, I think. And my brain does pull up a lot of out of sight, out of mind. I'm constantly thinking about things that are out of sight, out of mind. So that's interesting to think about. However, Hey there, busy to the brim people. Are you feeling overwhelmed with your social media? Well, you're not alone. It's a common challenge in our digital world. Creating social content can be a tricky beast to tame for people like you and I. So I'm popping into my own podcast to tell you that there is a solution and it's called a social sidekick. This isn't just a typical social media content service. 
we offer a partnership through TandemWorks and our team to take your social media from overwhelming to extraordinary. Having a social sidekick is a game changer for your business. Imagine having a 12-month custom strategy tailored to your brand, content that's done for you that truly resonates with your audience, and growth tactics that actually work for Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. With a social sidekick, you get more than just posts. We're very committed to that. You get a partnership. We're here to help manage your social media with a personal touch, ensuring your message is not just heard, but felt. So if you're ready to take your social media from overwhelming to outstanding, I'd love for you to visit the website, thetandemworks.com slash social dash sidekick dash content dash creation. Don't worry, there's a link in the show notes. And you can discover there how a social sidekick can transform your digital presence. Let's make your digital presence as impactful as your business with a social sidekick, where we're amplifying your story one post at a time. Our physical reminders are so helpful, Mm -hmm. regardless. Another thing I've started to do at home is I'll forget that I've pulled out like summer clothes for the girls. Mm. So now I have a little sticky note next to where their clothes are that says, don't forget you have clothes in the tucked away in the closet. Brilliant. Yeah. Then I'm like, am I, am I forgetting things or what's that? (laughs) (laughs) I like that you use a sticky note though. It speaks to my heart. Yes, I know. Okay. So number two, um, you talk about rabbit holes, avoiding the rabbit holes. I enjoy deep diving into topics so much to the point that I could spend hours on reading about things and Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. This is true, by the way. I've seen this happen. I could just keep going. Um, So, for example, Vivian would send me, you Mm -hmm. would send me stuff and say, hey, check out this article. (laughs) Well, then I would like deep dive into it and go all the way down this hole. And then like three hours later, I'm like, oh, I didn't get this stuff done that we need to get done. So now she sends me a warning and usually in caps lock or like capital letters. Michaela, this is a rabbit hole. Don't go down it until you have time. So now I just kind of tuck those away, which we use Telegram, which is nice so that we can keep those in Telegram and then we can use our personal messaging for personal stuff. And that helps too to keep it. I can go back to the links in there and say, oh yeah, I was supposed to read this article. Yeah, that, that was a big learning thing for me because I am thinking out of, I am thinking of those out of sight, out of mind things always. Like my brain is constantly cranking on them. And I'm, it's almost like I have this long running list in my brain and I cycle through it and then I cycle it up again and then I cycle it up again. And if it's not on the list, then it kind of scares me because if it's not on the list, I know I won't think about it. Yeah. I noticed with you though, you, though you like a list and that a, a smaller list, I think though, throughout the day, you're really good at being able to pick up something that's not on the list and add it. That's hard for me to do. I have to literally be like, okay, wait, I got to stop the scroll in my head, think about where I'm going to insert this. But then once I do, I feel good about it. So it was interesting for me to observe that with you because I didn't have a problem inserting something new in the list and saying, but I'm not going to look at it until it cycles around again. Yeah. So I kept basically throwing things into your list, not realizing that you would be like, oh, shiny object or a cool new thing or something of interest and it would derail you. So that was a really helpful for me to learn that and then go, okay, how can I still add something that I want you to think about later and just give you basically a visual reminder that not now though. Yeah. And sometimes uh, they'll be ranked one through 10, mm-hmm. one meaning low priority, 10 like high 
like mm-hmm. add this to your top of your rabbit hole list. Yep. So. The ranking has been helpful as well, mm-hmm. for sure. Because sometimes I'll send so much over. It's also helped me learn to go, is this really important to throw into your brain space? Or is there somebody else? Am I just looking to kind of like have a thought and converse Passive on this? Feedback. Is it really worth derailing you is somehow sometimes how I think about it. And I go, no, 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 I could send this to someone else. And so that's been helpful as well. For sure. Yeah. Okay, next one, number three. You talk about... Using calendars and accountability was another one, another tip that you talk about in your blog. So if you've listened before, you know that Vivian and I worked together at a previous company. Mm-hmm. And at that company, we had other people schedule for us, which brought on a lot of anxiety for me because I wouldn't know what I was doing that weekend. Like people were like, hey, what are you doing on Friday? I'm like, I don't know. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. So friends would message me Friday afternoon. What are you doing tonight? Well, I think maybe this, but I always left the door open. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that because my mom would be like, I would change things as a kid, like quick like, and say, I don't really want to do that now, Mm. now now that there's something else to go do. So she'd be like, nope, whatever you committed to first, that's what you're doing. And she stuck to that. So I could never really change my mind on some of that. So I think that's why I have a little bit of fear of commitment of some things. Um, But it worked. And I let go of some of the control, but I had to go through and like set more boundaries and then plan. So you like literally set boundaries on your calendar? Yeah. How like so like now like what we do like do not book or like don't book Michaela after this time Mm -hmm. and that has helped and just knowing like if I'm going to go out of town or just different things I block myself out so in a sense you're reserving time for spontaneity as well some of it yeah Mm -hmm. and as I've gotten older it is easier I have to plan I have to if I really want to go do stuff I have to get a babysitter so there is more planning that goes into that especially with the kids yes yeah that's made me have to commit to things (laughs) that's interesting too from just like a a work environment and I mean this can apply obviously in personal life to the calendars so you would prefer probably just to have a looser calendar and be able to decide a little more last minute a lot last minute for my world right absolutely okay I could do I could work on this project or I could work on this project I'm gonna work on this project Yes. But because of the way our our business is set up, we have deadlines and that. So you're having to like prioritize those. Yes. And on top of it, sometimes people prioritize for you by blocking time on your calendar. Like Jenny. Yeah. Jenny, um, she handles all of our like operations things really. Which is good because all of that stuff is hard for me. Mm-hmm. Very hard. So it is, it's been super helpful having Jenny to say, I'm like, can you just schedule that? Yeah. So how do you remember how you stopped having anxiety over other people? putting things on your calendar aside from you're blocking off time so you're like okay yeah. this time's protected well I hate doing it yeah so that helps that helps a lot and so it was it was hard for other people though too to say basically I'm handing you off mm. like when we first started doing weddings together again right people are like well who is this person right so I kind of had to coach them a little bit to say she's way better at this stuff than I am like if you actually want a response work with Vivian mm-hmm. she'll get you scheduled we're both shooting your wedding don't worry it's fine mm-hmm. so I found myself doing that a lot for people I could see too by you reassuring them you probably were also somewhat reassuring yourself of like no, actually, I do want her to do this. It's fine when it pops yeah. up on my calendar. Yeah. I gave permission. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that some, too, of like even with raising kids and that. When you can give them choices and permission, it's just so, so much, easier. much easier. I think probably, too, booking weddings sometimes two years in advance mm-hmm. really kind of had to say, okay, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. So. I think that probably helped me not be so scared of commitment. What would you recommend to somebody who's just going to dip their toe into giving up a piece of their schedule and calendaring? What Where do you think they should start? I started slow. Started with just the weddings. Mm-hmm. And then now it's basically anything during the normal workday. Right. Can be booked not by me. <laughs> 
So somebody really could say, I'm just going to hand off scheduling this type of thing. You handle it. I'll still schedule everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Start with low-hanging fruit. What would be the easiest thing to hand off? And sitting down and actually like typing out the process is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But I've found that like if you do that one of the first things of the day, like the thing you don't want to do, start with that and then go. Right. This is good. I love it. Okay, so another one, actually, great segue there. Another one that you write about in your blog is to slow down. I think you're talking about slowing down, explain, and giving permission. Yeah. And that's what you were just talking about. So tell me more about that. So in that context, more of slowing down and like realizing that not everybody is pinging at the same speed you are. They're not They're not where you're at. Mm-hmm. They're, they're four steps behind. And like leaning into like our 16 personalities, I'm a campaigner and... I'm not good at giving marching orders, which makes sense because I'm from the start to the finish. And I just expect everyone else to be start to finish and not know the steps to get there. Mm -hmm. But I don't like to give them the steps to get there, (laughs) but I have to. So like slowing down and realizing that like they're not frustrated with you, but they're they are, but not following. Like, and that's not their fault. Right. I have to stop, go back. And I'll do it a lot, like talking to my husband and he'll be like, wait, you were just talking about this over here. And now you're talking about the flowers in the backyard. Like, Mm -hmm. how do how do these correlate? But in my brain, the, the client was probably talking about their flowers and then I jumped to our flowers and then it's... Right. Yeah. I observe that a lot with you and we've talked about that where when I first started working with you, it was definitely more frustrating because I didn't know what it was either. And there were so many times where I thought, did I miss the first half of this conversation? Because you'll start literally in the middle sometimes. For sure. And and I'm trying to put things together. Like you'll be talking about a scenario or a client or an idea for a client. And I have to go, I wonder what client she's talking about. So now I've learned to just say, hey, hold up, you know, what client are you talking about? And so I'll, ask, I'll back you up a little bit. Ask some clarifying questions. Mm-hmm. So the permission piece of that is like giving people permission, like, hey, I'm probably going to start in the middle sometimes. Just stop me. Like if you're not following, stop me and say, hey, where are you at right now? Mm-hmm. How did you get there? Mm-hmm. Take me back. That has made our working relationship so good. And I would say for anyone out there who's working who either has ADHD or working with somebody who does having that conversation but that self-awareness is step one if you weren't aware of that you wouldn't be able to give permission and if you couldn't give permission I wouldn't know that it was okay or to ask and then we would just have conflict all the time for sure I think the more you can understand about your yourself or the others around you it'll help because in building that trust to, to have it be okay that we're like, like hey I have no idea what you're talking about right now mm-hmm. because for some people that could be like what like mm-hmm. you don't know And this and back too, because on the flip side of that, what happens sometimes in my brain is I feel broken or like something needs fixed because I'm like, I can't keep up. Yeah. And that can feel frustrating for me where I'm like, why can't I keep up? Why can't I make these connections? Why do I need a chart drawn? Why do I need you to plot it out on a whiteboard? And so I can start to feel like I'm not enough. And so now knowing this about ourselves and each other, I don't feel that way as much anymore. And I can go, nope. We just are communicating in different ways. I'm going to ask for a slowdown or will you draw it out? And you will even, I think, notice and you'll be like, hold on a minute. Let me let me write write it on a whiteboard or draw it on a whiteboard because yeah. you can see. So that's been super helpful. Yeah, it does help. And knowing that I think sometimes we work with other people and they don't know how like, OK, we have all these big ideas mm-hmm. like with the roadmap sessions. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, but how are they going to get that all down into something that I can actually use? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just trust the process. I'm like, I've been around enough to know like, OK, we're going to put this together. Big ideas, a little here, a little there. We'll talk about it figure out what we're doing and then you go put it all together Mm -hmm. so there is a lot of trust there to know that someone else can do that that piece 
and I can lean into what I'm good at and you can lean into what you're good at. I love that uh, and that permission giving piece again mm-hmm. that you're talking about in this point of giving permission as well to let you just do your thing and be you yeah. and you give me permission to let me do my thing and be me um, and it feels very safe because when we first started it was frustrating and it there wasn't there just wasn't all of that trust build up there but we wanted it and so we kept working on it because I think about when we go to put something together you'll push up to the very end like you gave the idea of the story about homework yeah doing your homework on the school bus I would like that just makes my skin crawl like I'm just like oh my gosh I'd have so much anxiety about waiting to last minute you would have anxiety about like plotting it all out in your day and all that so when it comes to work things if we have a deadline coming up and we need something delivered I would have so much anxiety waiting for the pieces that I needed from you and then I would feel upset and let down and like all these things start going on in my head now because we have that trust and we realize you do things a little bit earlier still not as early as my brain would love but my brain's let go of a lot of that because I know that you're gonna bring it together in the end and you'll make it happen and it will be fine so I show up to things sometimes and I'm like I don't know if that printout's ready but I trust that it is and Michaela's got it and she's done whatever it takes to make sure it's there and I'm not gonna worry about it and it's really fun actually I love watching you work it's 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 pretty cool I think yesterday even what happened is a good kind of example of that with the name tags yeah okay so tell the story so we needed name tags and so Vivian sends me the link I'm like these aren't local these are all three-day shipping She's and, like, uh, I didn't even look at that I sent the link a couple days ago but still not enough not enough time to order them so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I was like well she's like we could go to Staples we could go here we go here and one of our clients, I'm like, I bet one of our clients has three different colors of name labels. So I was like, I'm going to go ask. So <laughs> five minutes later, I was like, got them. Don't worry about it. So I think because I have pushed mm-hmm. the envelope so far, I've had to lean into really kind of problem solving in a different way. I was like, I, we can't drive around to 18 different office yeah. supply stores. Yeah, you problem solve very quickly. And when we're in a pinch and we're up against a wall, basically, in, an, in any way, I really lean into you because I tell people all the time, I'm like, Michaela can pull a rabbit out of a hat. And you don't do it in a, it's still quality. It's still, you know, it's still, it still gets the job done and it doesn't just get it done in a haphazard way, but it gets it done in a way that it paralyzes me. Once I'm at that point, like my brain starts to shut down and that does nobody any good. Yeah. I think it's helpful that a lot, like we're working on a project, I will get about 50, 60% of the way there Mm -hmm. on something and then I'll drop it for a while. And then if I bring it home at the end of the deadline. Mm -hmm. I usually just bring it home with the deadline. <laughs> and that was a little bit stressful. I would imagine, do you feel like the quality has improved by doing that? I'm wondering about probably my me, quality of life. Your quality of life, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it also forces me to not dwell and to like just make a decision. Because ah. sometimes I do struggle with a little bit like, that's not lined up exactly right, or that's not perfect, mm-hmm. or this could be better, where I'm just like some of it at the deadline I have to let go. That's interesting. Okay, let's talk about, um, really, this is, I think, the last one we're going to talk about today. And then people will have to go check out the blog to get the rest of your tips. But focus on the good. Like lean into or find a career or start whatever you want to do Mm -hmm. that really highlights what you're good at. Mm. And really focus on that. And then focus on the good. Like I told my husband not that long ago, I'm never going to be somebody that plans meals two weeks in a row. Mm. Not even a week. Like 
that's just, it's really hard for me to sit down and make a list for that. But if you have a problem that you want me to solve in a creative way, bring it on over. I can solve that. I can be spontaneous and make a mess and have all like lots of fun and things. So really lean into those things and not what you're not. What you're not really good at. Yeah. It's funny how we as a society label certain things too. We started off talking this way. Yeah. ADHD as almost like a sickness or an illness or brokenness or something to be fixed. And yet there's so much good about it. Yeah, for sure. And we're just when because in life, you can't be planned for everything. No. No matter how hard you try and how good you are at that, end of the day, things are going to come up that you just can't control. And you are perfectly equipped to step in in that moment and go, no problem. We could, and you can throw out three solutions really quickly, which is such a gift. And I enjoy, I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. So it is why I like enjoy the brainstorming and all of those things that we do. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that as we're wrapping up here. Within our business, where do you see your skills really thrive? Where you feel like the most fulfilled and you feel like the fact that you have ADHD and you're, you're a very divergent thinker, where do you think that plays like a critical role? I love the brainstorms. Mm-hmm. Those are a lot of fun. Um, I take a lot of notes during those because I know it, like I'll have questions during it and I can't, hey, what about this? Because I'll derail everyone else. Right. Quick, like fast, like if you want like me to fire stuff off real quick that I enjoy. Probably the roadmap strategy sessions and any sort of those kind of workshops. I like to come back and look at the big picture and not get hung up in the little tiny details and like bring in the human element back in some things mm-hmm. where it's like, that's a really great idea, but most people can't absorb that. Or mm-hmm. I think I can lean into that and in my intuition a lot to say people are going to want this, not that. Yeah. I agree. And that's definitely those are all areas that I see you thrive as well as I think it's a piece of, you know, we talked about this in another episode with you about being a super connector. Mm -hmm. And I really wonder if this all I mean, obviously it does. It all ties together. Yeah. Because you connect so well with people. And I wonder about that if it's a bit of because you are thinking of all these different things and you're quickly making an association. Somebody says something about flowers and you immediately can associate something with that because your brain can just like click right to it so fast. Yeah. I think it makes you great with people and connecting with them too because you're 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 pinging around like literally you ping around the room and you network in such a brilliant way or they walk away and we're like what did she just talk about (laughs) that can happen too sometimes it's one of the beautiful things and you hit on this that I love about having a work partner is that our brains don't work in the same way And it's fantastic. And our brains don't work even the same way as our team's brains work. And it's beautiful to find that compliment. And we were talking about this the other day of like how we really do enjoy strategic things and planning things. You're very strategic and in thinking about in a vision way. And I'm very strategic in thinking of taking the vision and turning it into that plan. And so we were talking about that, just like we do like strategic visions and it's funny how that's a product offering. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's something that we enjoy. So, well, I appreciate you being on here. And do you know when the blog will be available? Well, I would say it's 60% of the way there. <laughs> so I just need to take it home. So I probably need a deadline on that. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Good example. We'll give a deadline on that. Well, whenever this releases. Whenever this releases. When this episode releases, you will be able to click down in the show notes and read the rest of Michaela's blog. That's all about just different tips and things that you have found that just really help when you have ADHD while running a business. And certainly you can apply all of these things, whether you're running a business 
working in someone else's business or, or just even at home. But for sure. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on and sharing all that. Yeah, it was fun. Okay.